Hey girl, hey, it's your host V-Baby. What's up? I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for tuning into the Golly Girl Talk podcast. This is the podcast where you will find raw and unfiltered conversation regarding a variety of real life topics ranging from depression, generational curses, relocation, relationships, you name it, you've been through it. We're discussing it here each week. And here is the deal. We will be applying scripture to each and every topic. My goal is to show you how to let the Bible be the governing factor of your life so that you may experience the supernatural peace and joy God created us all to live in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Honored to give my opinion on Golly Girl Talk is such an honor. What Valora is doing for the kingdom is, is a magnificent job. Godly Girl Talk is an inspirational path that allows believers in search of a relationship with God to find their way through biblical teachings. Valora fluently converses her own trials and error, allowing listeners to be relatable. She demonstrates how trusting God will always keep you grounded. With every episode, she presents an illustration of how magnificent it is to be intimate with God. Despite where you are in life, it's never too late to have, have a faithful relationship with your father. Godly Girl Talk is definitely serving a purpose for the kingdom of God. You will be blessed just by listening. It allows you to connect. Thank you so much for allowing yourself to be a servant. Valora, you're doing such an amazing job. God bless. What's up, GGT fam? I hope you all are doing well and your 2021 is treating you good. This is your host, B-Baby, and I'm joined today by a very sweet, kind, and loving guest, my sister, Ebony Black, soon to be Mrs. Ebony. Yes, congratulations. (laughs) I met Ebony shortly after moving to Houston and discovered that she is from A-T-L-A-N-T-A. Y'all know what that is. We connected right off the strength, of course, because our hometowns are within a couple of hours from one another. Since then, Ebony and I have grown to love one another as blood sisters. You know, the blood of Jesus, it connects us. Um, I'll never forget that during one of the hardest times of my life, Ebony invited and sponsored an outing uh, for me to my first Astros game. So, And we had a blast, me and another one of our church sisters. So we had a blast, and I will never forget that. That was an awesome experience. It was definitely something that I needed during the um the time that i was going through or the season that i was in so i will never forget that ebony anyways ebony tell the listeners a little bit about you all right thanks for laura for having me on here um so she said i'm ebony i just got engaged in november of 2020 um i'm a NICU nurse so i work with premature babies um and that is my passion and that's what i love to do Uh, i'm soon to be 30 in a couple of months so i have a lot of exciting things going on and like valora said i am from atlanta i will always rep atlanta especially with everything that's been going on with the elections georgia came out to (laughs) represent (laughs) so i heard that (laughs) All right, Ebony, yes. And y'all, she is she's so amazing and she's 30 years old and she's she just has so much wisdom. I didn't even realize that you were just turning 30 this year. Um, I thought you were so much older just because of your mature like stance on things and just your mindset. It, it make makes me think that you're much older. So um 
that's amazing. And yes, congratulations on your engagement. And I mean, like, talk about that for a minute. Like, y'all got engaged in the quarantine. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess it was like late in the quarantine. So, I mean, and then y'all have known each other a long time too. So I guess I get it. Right. So um, we got engaged in November. Um, we actually decided to, even in the midst of the pandemic, decided to take a trip. Um, so we, we went to Destin, Florida, and that's Ooh, where he Destin. proposed on the beach oh. during the sunrise. So that is so yeah. amazing. <laughs> I was, oh my goodness, I just told you I was reading um, Don't Settle for Safe um, by um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, and mm-hmm. she was just talking about how to array had like blew her mind with her birthday and he just went over and beyond with her um birthday de- uh, birthday I guess like birthday plans or whatever right. and she was just like why did you do all this and it's like he was like because you deserve it and she just couldn't like even phantom you know that and so like me on the other end I'm like Sarah listening to you like he proposed on the beach I'm like girl oh my gosh that is so amazing (laughs) and yes you deserve it but I'm just like you know you don't even think like that stuff exists anymore you know with so much going on in relationships and things like that in the world so it's just so amazing to hear about the beautiful things that (laughs) that are still in the hearts of men and women today um so yes thank you for sharing that so I guess we will jump right into today's topic y'all it is sex before marriage uh and releasing the guilt and shame that comes with that I do want to give you all a warning don't listen to this episode around children um some things we may say or just maybe me because I'm you know I'm straightforward I'm giving it to y'all straight off the rack I I have no uh limitations um I may say some things that children don't need to hear um so go ahead and stop it here if you are in the car or around your kiddos um because I don't want their um innocent ears to be um devoured so anyways Give yourself some time. Come back and listen another time, but don't listen now. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So the scripture for um, today's topic is 1 Corinthians 7 and 2, which says, because of the temptation of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. So that basically says that sex before marriage, sex that's not inside of a marriage is a sin. So I just want that to be known because I think, Sometimes we, you know, we try to justify what we're doing. It's, it's unjustified whatsoever. Biblical uh, principle says that um, it's a sin. So for those of you also who are wondering if you have sex after marriage, like me, you're divorced and you have sex, it, it's still a sin. If you're not, it's, it's only meant to be in the context of a marriage. Um, so now that we got that straight, let's move on. So. Sex before marriage, I do want to give my experience with it first. Most of you all have heard this experience um, before in other episodes, but um, I'll share it again. My first time having sex, of course, was outside of marriage. I was 13 years old. Yeah, a little bitty girl, just like a fresh teenager um, and just got my whole life taken away. Um, (laughs) And at the time, I didn't experience any shame or guilt. Um, I, I don't remember any shame or guilt. I really don't even think I was even aware of the damage that I was doing. My parents always told me, like, don't have sex, uh, you know, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. But they never really explained to me what 
if I if I did have sex, what that would do to my soul, what that would do to me as a person. Um, and like why God didn't allow us to have sex before marriage. And so, of course, that increased my, you know, wanting to know of like, okay, what is this about? So I had sex. <laughs> um, and I do know that once I had sex with the guy that I was dating, I became even more crazier about him. So first it was just like, oh, um, he's my boyfriend. You know, nobody better not mess with him. Then it became, um, what is he doing at this time? Um, Mm -hmm. Let me drive by his house or not drive. Well, actually, I was driving. I know it's sad, but I was driving at 13. (laughs) I mean, my dad taught me how to drive at nine. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But um, I was driving. So I probably did drive by a few times, but then I could ride my bike or I could walk. And I just wanted to see, like, okay, what's going on? So it did heighten my... um, I want to say craziness about him uh, after having sex with him. And I don't believe now um, I came to this realization, maybe about, I don't know, maybe about five or six years ago, or maybe even more than that. But I came to the realization that that was not his first time because the things that he was doing, and that's why I said, don't listen to this episode with kids, because the things that this man was doing, I didn't realize at the time because I don't know nothing about sex. So whatever he did was okay. I guess this was sex. But then as I grow up more and I date more people and I have sex with them, I notice, okay, what he did and what he did doesn't even correlate. And this man was, this was years ago. And this is now, I don't understand. So yeah, it was not his first time. (laughs) He definitely lied about that. Um, but it's okay. It, it happens. That happens, you know, lying and all that comes out of sexual immorality too. So, um, yeah, that was my, my first experience. Um, okay, Ebony, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get out of this hot seat. It's your turn. <laughs> Tell us about your sex before marriage experience. Um, so my first experience came later in life, way later. Um, I was, <laughs> I was, was I? Uh, so, mm, I was 27, so wow. a lot older, um, definitely, definitely no right from wrong, um, for sure, so, and um, my first experience it was with my fiance, the right now. And so for me, um, this was honestly like my real, real serious first relationship um, with anyone. So it was obviously a new experience. We had been in a relationship for almost a year at that time. And with our first time uh, together, um, there was definitely drinking alcohol involved. Um, so that definitely contributed to, to that, mm-hmm. and it wasn't planned at all. Uh, so with doing that and then the aftermath of that, um, deciding to continue on and that and having sex with each other, um, of course, as we get further in the podcast, we'll talk about um, just... Um, how that led to some guilt or shame for me 
um, in my relationship with God. Um, But that's when it began. So definitely totally different from um, when you were 13, first having sex, and then I'm 27. So it's like a different dynamic, maturity, age, all of that. So, you know, we can still have those moments where we fall short of what we need to do, even as we're getting older and mature. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's really good. That's a good point that you bring about because I was actually going to say the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter about the age. I mean, and I'm glad that we have those age differences. Like, I know yours was later. I knew yours was later in life, but, um, like it was actually 14 years later for, you know, like, cause I'm thir- I was 13 and you were 27, but that, like you said, it doesn't matter your age. You're still going to fall short. It doesn't matter what you know. Sometimes it does help to know some things. Um, it, it definitely is, um, you know, helpful, but at the same time, you can know it all day long, but if you're not applying it, then it, you know what I'm right. saying? It kind of puts you still in the same place as a 13 year old. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's just, you know, like, that's just going spirituality-wise. Like, you know, we got people who are 70 years old who've been in church all their life, right? But then you got people who are 30 years old or 35 years old who want to go half um, of 70. Um, they have been, like, really, really studying the word and applying it to their life, whereas you got a 70-year-old, just a church lady or a church man who just been going to church, doing the, you know, the the, whatever their role is in ministry, just doing church, but not living out the Bible. And so then that 30 year old is more wise than that 70 year old. Um, whereas, you know, we've always been taught that a person's age determines their wisdom and that doesn't, you know? Um, so that was a really good point that you brought about. Um, so actually segueing into the next question, which you mentioned briefly at the end, um, the ex- experiencing the shame and guilt, Um, as a result of having sex before marriage. Um, I think for me, like I said, I didn't experience the shame and guilt um, after the first experience of having sex before marriage or like even several experiences after that. It wasn't until um, after I had went through a almost four year period of being celibate um, after giving myself away several times, um, I made a promise to God after I got out of a relationship um, prior to my last marriage, um, I said, God, you know, if you help me get through this, I won't give myself away again to no other man but my husband. And there were times where I was tempted. I was dating guys and they wanted to have sex. And I was just like, no, that's not my plan. And to be honest, that was really a hard time for me because a lot of guys actually disappeared out of my life during that time. They was just like, okay, okay well, you ain't doing that like you like a little girl like you acting like a child like that sex is a part of what we do like you can't date somebody and not have sex with them and I'm like well if that's what's you know that's why you know that's how it goes then obviously we're not meant to be together so a lot of different guys that I was dating it was just like oh no and then like the word of course got around I was in my small town of Montgomery Alabama and the word got around like Valora celebrating like she ain't she ain't giving it up like no matter what like bro we went out we had shots we did this we did that and you know everybody else around her her homegirls they doing it but she still ain't doing it like she acted like a child or whatever and so I I really just was like dang you know I'm by myself with this but I just kept going with it or whatever um 
until I met my now ex-husband. And and I even told him, and he was very respectful to it. He was just like, yeah, um, you know, I ain't never met nobody like this before, but okay, you don't want to have sex before marriage. Okay, you know, that's your thing, and I respect that. So, <laughs> crazy, I took that as, oh, he respects it. Like, nobody else respects it. And the enemy, of course, knows how to put it up there so you can, you know, bite the bait or whatever because that's what I that's what I that's what happened for me um my you know now ex-husband he was like you know I respect that and I was like oh nobody ever said that like I'm like oh this must be him this must be the husband that God promised me (laughs) so um I actually arranged for us to have sex and when I did that the next morning I woke up and it was extreme shame and guilt like I was like, I didn't even want to even be with him anymore because I had done that. Um, it was just that level of shame and guilt. However, I pushed past that and was just like, you're overthinking it. So then my mind went into trying to fix it up. Like, I tried to make it right, of course. You know, like, okay, if we did this, then we got to get married. So I was like, okay, you my boyfriend. And he was like, okay, cool, I'm with it or whatever. So then, of course, we kept having sex, you know, Um, outside of marriage but then it was like okay you know what we can't keep doing this like we got it we got to fix this we got to make this right and although I and I've shared this on other episodes I had every uh, every notion to know that he was not the man that God had for me um, or has for me I I felt like I had to make that right in the eyes of people actually it was more so about the people than it was about God and my relationship with him because I don't even feel like I had a sincere relationship with him I felt like I was just doing the whole celibacy thing as a promise to God um but I really didn't even know the depth of it like I didn't even know what celibacy meant to God and committing my body to God I never I didn't know anything about any of that so um yeah like that's when I actually experienced the 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 shame and guilt because I felt like I had let people down like there were people that looked up to me and was like you know but Lord that's so amazing that you can do that uh, I can see that your mind is so much clear because you're not like clouded by sex and da 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 and then I had done that and I was just like man I made a mistake like I did this I I did this wrong and I let these people down there's so many women that you know looked up to me and now I have let them down which that was wrong first off you know having people look up to you because we are humans and we make mistakes so that's the first mistake um that mm-hmm. I made in you know trying to be people's idol almost um and try to be perfect in that and not to say that I you know wasn't striving for the right thing and you know and staying celibate but for the wrong reasons um so anyways yeah um that was my experience with shame and guilt what about you Eddie? um so for me probably didn't happen until a year later um just with every like experience uh sexual experience with my thin boyfriend at the time um just always having that thought in the back of my head afterwards, just thinking like, uh, I really don't need to be doing this right now. Like I made a commitment. I was supposed to stick to that commitment. That's what, like, it didn't matter what relationship I was in. Like that was what I was supposed to stick to. So, you know, who wants to 
keep having you know sex of course with someone that I love but have that guilt and that shame about it every time after every experience um and that's not how it should be and this wasn't what it was intended to be as far as why God created right. sex in the first place and for right. it to be in marriage and not outside of marriage because if it's in within the marriage the right way um how it should be intended there will be no guilt and shame in what you're doing mm-hmm. and so um you know that kept happening and eventually I just had to really make a decision for myself and come to him about it and that we weren't going to be having sex anymore until we got married and so as far as my engagement um I meant celibate for a year and a half so going from a year of no sex to having sex and then a year and a half of not having sex for you know a combination of four years together um definitely an experience (laughs) uh definitely not something I (laughs) you know have you know a lot of as far as like my friends and everything to really have that conversation with about that because you know we're all in different areas of our life um some of us are in relationships some of us are not so even just going from having sex to not having sex anymore but it also allowed us to um focus put our focus back on why we're in a relationship to begin with uh what is got attention for this relationship and the purpose for it mm. so um hey there's always a lesson that's good <laughs> and everything amen and, amen and that's- I mean like just for me um you know I've, I've always been that person like how you said like people look up to you like people look up to mm-hmm. me and people think I'm like this perfect person and all of that and like I'll be quick to say like no I'm not <laughs> like I still have my own personal mm-hmm. struggles mm-hmm. even if I'm not speaking them out loud like God knows what my struggles right. are and what I'm dealing with internally mm-hmm. so like it's nice to want to try to become a better person, but you have to do that for yourself and not necessarily look to me to be your, um, I don't know, your, I guess idol or your. Yeah, yeah or example. Yeah. Or, so. Yeah. Which I mean, I think it's good to have yeah. examples, but like, don't let it go so far as to point like you think that person is perfect because right. we all are imperfect and they can fail you. You know, and that person can do something that you may say, oh, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to do that. And that's why you shouldn't be following so closely, you know, behind someone. But it's good to have like people that you look up to and, you know, yeah, an example. It's a way you to know, go about will, it. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I agree. And I love, you know, and I love that, you know, too, because I when I <laughs> when I met you, I was like, oh, my gosh, like. Ebony and her boyfriend don't live together. Remember I said that to you? I was like, we came to your apartment and I was like, okay, so you stay here by yourself, but you said you're in a relationship? And (laughs) you was like, yeah, my boyfriend, he stays there. I'm like, 
Um, honey, <laughs> y'all supposed to be paying rent under one roof. Like, that's too much money, first of all. And second of all, like, y'all in a relationship together, like, who does that? Like, I mean, I, I've, ne- I've never heard of that. And, I, and you was like, yeah, like, that's the way it's supposed to be. And I'm like, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are right. Like, that is the way it's supposed to be. I'm just corrupted. Like, that is, you know, and so that was just uh, an example of, like, somebody who is corrupted and then they meet somebody and I could easily have like followed after you on that because you you did have a you know you presented a good example of what I needed to see you presented an example of someone who even though it may not be easy for you um to do this um as you mentioned you you know you showed a good example of that and you know setting standards and like I have my own place he has his own place um and I think that's so good. Like, you know, we need examples of that out here because as you mentioned too, like there's not a lot of people to talk to about not having sex before marriage. Why? Because everybody is having sex before marriage. Like that is a, that's not even a thing to be talked about. Like people going to be like, I didn't even know that was a sin. And they're going to literally not know, like for real, they're going to be like, I didn't know that was a sin. Like they think that a relationship makes, um, you know, there's some people that think that a relationship makes them you know, together and approved under God's eyes and, you know, to have sex. And that's not it. Um, you know, sex is nowhere in the terms of courting and dating. Um, we've just added that in there and that's, you know, started from way, 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 way back. Um, so yeah, like that was good. That was really, really good. Um, so how did you, I know you mentioned your, when you mentioned it to your, um, now fiance um about you know the shame and guilt that you were feeling like what was his response to that like was he also feeling that or was he just like oh I didn't even think of it like that or in a way he was um because when we first got into the relationship that was already clear that we wouldn't be having sex so for us to go from that and then to having sex, like there was that, mm-hmm. you know, for him that like in a way he um, kind of caused me to stray from what I was committed to in the relationship. Mm. But, you know, also him having to think about you know even though that's what I wanted you know in my relationship to not have sex before marriage that had to be something that he wanted as well Mm -hmm. so it can't just be me yeah yeah um and so yeah once we got on the same page about that then we were able to make the steps that we need to take in order to be celibate and be committed to each other and to learn more about each other besides um, just the physical. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's really, really good. Do you ever feel like because of how y'all went through, like, you know, you said the year of no sex, then a year and a half. No, the year of no sex and a year and a half of sex and then a year and a half Mm -hmm. no sex, right? Okay. Do you feel like 
at some point now that you all are, you know, soon to be wedded, do you feel like y'all will use this as a ministry as a couple? Like to be able to tell that testimony together? Uh, yes. I believe so. Yeah. Yes, I, agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I believe that we will see y'all's name on something, a book or a conference or something like that. I definitely felt that in my spirit as you was talking. I was like, yep. Because like you said, he has to want it. And obviously, if he went through the year and a half of no sex with you after y'all had already had sex, he wants it. He wants you. He wants what you got, you know, what you, what you offer and what you bring to the table and, you know, you as a wife. So, um, and that's dope. Like that is dope. And that is, you know, a man that is like obviously mastering self-control because that's difficult for any man. I think any man, I think that men and I, and I probably shouldn't speak on this because I'm not a man, but I've talked to enough men to, to kind of gather this fact that they have a, a more difficult time um, abstaining yes, from sex than we did. <laughs> Would you agree I or disagree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because even when you mentioned yeah. the age and I don't know thing, what like is... he started young as well at like 13, 14. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, my boyfriend, so my ex-boyfriend, he definitely was having sex. See, I was thinking like, okay, everybody just started having sex at 13. But then as I got older, like I said, and I realized, I was like, man, this boy, this boy, was, this was his first time. That was not his first time. He, he was too experienced <laughs> so yeah oh and that makes it even more difficult like you said like he's been doing this since he was you know 13 you know he's been exposed to this and then now he has to get to a point in his life later on after all these years and all these experiences you know and say okay now I'm gonna be celibate oh wow that's that's major like that is major because like my and I'm actually kind of jumping to our next question which I'm gonna um I'm going to talk about, but like anytime that I, well, I'll go ahead and say the question so that I won't be like jumping over into the question and have Mm -hmm. to circle back around. So the question is, what would you say to someone who is in a relationship having sex before marriage, like right now, like they're actively in a relationship having sex. And I was going to say, I always tell people like when they come to me or you know of course they got to come to me because i'm not gonna just like go to them and be like oh you're having sex outside of marriage and that is not right and god doesn't like that no. i am not about to do that so when someone presents that scenario to me and they're like hey you know this is the situation that i'm in and i'm feeling convicted by it um first i'm like that is great that's a great yeah. place to be in like just even being convicted by it because so many people are having sex outside of marriage and they're not convicted. So that alone, that conviction alone just says a lot. So we're going to go ahead and right. Right there. <laughs> that's my first step. And then secondly, I'm like, you got to leave because you got to leave. Cause I'm and usually when they're having sex outside of marriage, they're living together. So I'm like, you got to leave that space. Like you can't live with him because you're not going to be able to all of a sudden turn that switch off and then still lay in the bed with that person. Like, it's just not going to happen. I don't care if you have a two-bedroom and you get, you know, because I've heard that before. Okay, so what if we get, you know, what if we get a two-bedroom and we sleep in other rooms? Y'all going to be going in each other's rooms. <laughs> exactly. I said, I, and I always give this example. I am not about to be living with no man that I love, that I like, even if we have not had sex before. I'm not about to be living with him 
and I like him because when I like him and I'm washing, probably not nine times out of ten, I'm going to be washing his clothes. We live in the same house. We're gonna, I'm going to be washing your laundry. Um, I'm going to be cooking your meals. Um, you're going to be liking the meals that I'm cooking, and I'm going to be liking the fact that you're liking the <laughs> meals that I'm cooking. And so then it's you know it's all kind of light going on up in there. Like it's just then it gets dark when we're together because we live together. That's just too much for me to be trying to, you know, stay away from you sexually. I just can't do that. And I don't even feel like sex is a big thing for me. Like, I went through that phase of being celibate for almost four years. And then now it's been, I would say, oh, yeah, it's been over a year. I didn't even realize it because I ain't count no more because, I mean, I'm too old for account at this point I feel like because I haven't been I didn't been to too many experiences I didn't had divorce and all that I just feel like that's a whole I'm at a whole nother level now so anyways it's been over a year since I've had sex and so like I don't feel like that's one of my areas but if I'm living with you I don't even feel like it's appropriate for me to go to a man's house like and I and I, again I say I don't feel like sex is one of the, my vices but I just don't feel because it just creates that atmosphere um, of, you know, of leading to sex. So that's, you know, so I always tell them to leave. But see, in your case, let's just say you had talked to me. That's why I just tell, that's why I always think, I, I think, it, well, this is why I tell people it's important to pray um, and ask the Lord about your situation and get the word of God on your, you know, in your hand and yep. in your mind and in your heart and know that. And then, you know, you can, you can count, you know, you can talk to wise counsel, but also know the word for yourself about whatever it is that you, you know, you're going through because some people can lead you wrong. I could have told them, I, I mean, in the past, I told people, leave him, leave the situation, leave the house, leave the apartment, wherever you are, go like, and that may not have been God's plan. In your case, you didn't have to leave the situation. You just had to have a conversation and set some boundaries and make sure that he understands and he's on board with it. And y'all can do this journey together of celibacy and then make, right. and, and then do it the right way. <clears throat> I, I think that's absolutely beautiful rather than just trying to escape everything that you know, and, you know, go and try to like start all over. Like, I just think that's, you know, that's heavy. And that's what I've told people in the past, but now I'm, I'm more mature in my, my walk with, God and knowing that I don't have all the answers I don't know everything and just saying hey you talk to you know talk to God about this read the word of God about this um but yeah so I, I think that's beautiful that y'all did that so what would you say Ebony to someone who is actively like in this type of situation where they're having sex before marriage what advice would you give them um I mean, I would first ask, like, do you know if your relationship is based on sex, the physical, or do you guys really actually know each other or really getting to know the depths of each other? And and what are you got your guys' um, intentions? Um, I think that's important to know um, because I think you can get so, especially if, say, you, like, had sex with the person before you guys started dating, and then you started dating, now you're having sex still, like, is the relationship formed out of 
oh, I like you, or is a relationship formed mm. out of I like the sex? So you have to have, you know, that understanding. I would ask those questions first. Um, but if they mm-hmm. feel like, you know, they uh, really care for each other, getting to know each other, want to be long term with that person, then I would give like, why not be celibate? And both of you guys be celibate with each other and see how it goes because you're going to get tested during that time and I think that's going to allow you to be able to see if this is really an intentional relationship or was it really more based on Mm. physical lustful things that's good that's really good those are good questions so do you feel like this relationship was like cultivated out of sex or do you feel like it was something that was developed out of like sincere um earnest like likeness of the other person and learning to you know get to know that person and loving what you found out about that person or do you you know like you said is it based off of like the actual sex and and that being good and just the you know um so what if a person is so so I'm, I'm I love to do like mm-hmm. what if situ- situation. So what if a person um says, okay, yeah, we had sex before we started dating and then we actually made it official like he was my boyfriend and then we moved in together and we started having I mean we continued, you know, on our pattern of having sex. But, like, we have really good chemistry. And, like, we both love God. We just feel like this is an area that we struggle in. Um, And we go periods of time where, like, we don't have sex. Like, maybe a week or two weeks. And then we'll fall back. And then when we fall back, it's like, I may as well just stay here because we keep falling back. But we don't feel like we should get married right now. Mm. (laughs) So, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's loaded. <laughs> so, if you don't feel like, yeah, that's a real if life you don't scenario. feel like you're ready to get married, but you're doing things that should only be within marriage, then something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you say mm-hmm. you both love God, you have good chemistry. Um, and, but you live and you keep falling back into having sex. So what causes you both to fall back into having sex? If you go one or two weeks without having it, um, what is that trigger for both of you? Um, Mm, okay. But I think the biggest thing is that thing of saying we're not ready for marriage, but we're going to do things that married people do. And that's not just having sex, but that's also, mm-hmm. you know, different responsibilities or roles that you're doing within um, the living situation. Um, mm-hmm. And how much mm-hmm. you're giving of yourself as just being the girlfriend and not being a wife. Mm. Um. So I had them think about that. Like, 
what is it that yeah you know that makes you feel you're not ready for marriage but you can do married things Mm-hmm. but not be ready for marriage like what what is it that you're not ready for mm, okay so identifying that right. and just doing some self-searching yeah because i mean yeah yeah okay you know that's good is it just her saying that she's not ready or is it both of them like where is the disconnect like that's something they would have to figure out. Yeah. Or do you even want to get married? Is right. another question. <laughs> mhm, mhm, mhm. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I think I need to. I think I might need to um, dialogue with you. Which I mean, I'm going to dialogue with you in the future anyway. But I think I need to get with you on scenarios because I think that people present scenarios like this to me, and. I have to work on my gentleness and also thinking before I open my mouth because a lot of times people come to me with scenarios and as they're talking, <laughs> I've already developed yeah. my response. Like, baby, you, you, what do you mean? You ain't ready. You ain't ready to be married. It's, it's, it's he don't want to marry you. He just ain't proposed to you because if that man proposed to you, you would have said yes. That's the problem. He hasn't proposed, proposed. And so now you're going to say, oh, well, I'm not ready. I don't feel like I'm ready. I need to get myself together. No, honey, you, because he has not proposed, you making yourself feel like, okay, maybe it's, I just need to work on myself. No, no, no. You want to be married. You know, so I'm, I'm going like that. And, and it's just like, that's harsh. But the way you did that, it was just so lovely and calm and peaceful. You were just like, you should just look at yourself and figure out what it is about you that, you know, like, do you want to be married? And just assess the living situation and the roles. It was just so beautiful. And I'm like, okay, I need to talk to Ebony about how to handle situations because I'd be like blowing up on these things. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I mean... I need that. I need that in my life. Like, cause I think it's probably, it's probably the way I grew up. Like, that's how, you know, I was responded to when stuff happens. You know, it was like, girl, da, 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 da. and so now I'm like, da, 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 da. but I want to be like, even if I'm not like as pleasant as you, because I mean, everybody got their own, you know, personality. So I know I yeah. probably won't just sound like that, you know, like that pleasant, but I can be able to say, you know, okay, so. <laughs> let's look at this from this point of view <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah I definitely need to get with you on how to handle situations maybe have you been to a meeting let's run down some scenarios of what your typical responses would be and just dig into that so I can learn because that's one of the things I do want to learn to be better I want to be more compassionate more gentle um you know in my own way you know in my own way but I want to learn I want to learn it and be able to give it because that's you know that's a part of my calling as a believer in Jesus Christ and being able to make disciples I gotta be compassionate and gentle um even in situations that I feel like I wouldn't go through or I don't understand or whatever I have to be compassionate in those situations so um yeah that was good anyways okay (laughs) moving on what are some practical steps that you took um to address the sex before marriage which I think you talked you know a little bit about like 
you sitting down with um, your now fiance and y'all having, you know, setting those boundaries, but any practical steps that you can share with people? Cause I love, love, love practical steps. I like people to walk away with say, you know what? I'm just going to try that one thing that she mentioned, or I'm going to try that thing or, you know, that. So I, I really like practical, you know, steps that, you know, um, to help people. So I would say the first one would be to, a big thing is choices. So choosing to make the right choice um, in your daily journey with being celibate. Like when you wake up that morning, like this is what I'm going to do. Even if you have to give yourself a reminder throughout the day, mm. like this is what I'm choosing to do today. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, for some people, it may be that the person, you know, who you're dating, they might not be able to stay over at your house. Um, if they, if you do mm -hmm. feel comfortable with them staying over at your house, maybe they don't stay in your bed. Or if they do stay in your bed, then you both keep clothes mm -hmm. on during the night. If they're staying over, you kind of have to mm -hmm. know where you are in your walk of celibacy. Um, that's important. So, mm. like, for me, um, it was different for me compared to my fiancé because this was my first time having sex. So it was easier for me to kind of just, you know, switch back to not <laughs> doing anything. But for him, yeah. that's different. So he had to yeah. take some steps for himself. So we yeah. both had to kind of integrate what we want to do. He would still stay over, but we would wear clothes while we were in bed together or around each other. Mm -hmm. So just, you have to know where you are. You mm -hmm. have to know your triggers. Um, was something, if you know something's gonna get you in the mood, like just cut that out right there. If alcohol plays a role, then you probably shouldn't drink around each other. Like, you have to know for yourself. Right. Um, and Right. <laughs> like, don't be watching those sex scenes. Right. Like, <laughs> you have to know um, what's going to take you to that point. And the person that you're dating, they have to be understanding of that. And if they're not understanding of that, then it may be that that person's not who you need to date. And you might find that out while you're going through your time of being celibate and that's okay um it's that's better to good. find out now mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. and you got to be able to walk away right right and you got to be able to walk away from that and say like you said okay we set this boundary and if you know if you're not accepting of this then and you're not able to practice this self-control now then you know I, I'm just not willing to you know to go forth don't be like oh okay, <laughs> I guess I need to give right. it to you like don't be <laughs> afraid so uh, I think a big thing especially I would say for women don't be afraid to leave like don't have that feeling of oh I'm gonna be alone or won't have anybody like right be able to make that decision because right. it's about yourself, your joy and your peace. And you can allow that man to steal that from mm, you when you're trying definitely. to do something to better yourself and your relationship with God. Mm, come on Eddie, and <laughs> preach. Got that subtle preaching going on. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I especially love, you know, what you said about, 
not being afraid to leave like because so many women are afraid you know already off the strength that like what they have is really good compared to the stuff that they hear you know what i'm saying like they hear about you know the cardi b and offset they like he ain't doing that mm-hmm. so i just gotta roll with it you know um or he ain't doing what my uncle's um girlfriend is doing you know uh or you know he ain't had no baby on me so I just gotta do you know I just gotta roll with him you know no if he's not respecting of those you know boundaries that you set for yourself like you said for your soul and your relationship with God then you have to be okay with walking away and I will say that it's much more easier to walk away from somebody that you have not had sex with than it is for someone that you've had mm-hmm. sex with, that you've been exposed to sexually. Because yeah. um, soul ties is real. Like, soul ties is real. And it's hard to break away from someone that you've been connected with sexually. So, like you said, if you learn in the celibacy period that your significant other is not able to, um, you know, withstand that, then it's okay. They're not a bad person. They're just not at that season where they're ready to change that part of them yet. Um, Maybe they don't have that relationship with God like you do um, and where they understand, you know, what sex outside of marriage means and how detrimental it is, you know, to our souls and to us. Um, And that's okay. And so it's like, okay, I have to walk away from you. Um, You're not a bad person, but you're just not the person for me right now um where you are in this stage and I think that's a beautiful thing so um man yeah that was good so I think for me practical steps is I'm really (laughs) it's really easy for me right now because I'm not dating so um I don't even have the temptation and like I don't watch like any type of like movies that have like sex scenes and um I just don't even watch any sex. I try to keep all my movies like, you know, mm-hmm. family, you know, funny, um, that type of stuff. So I really don't even have, like, I just have no desire to, you know, even watch things like that. Um, but should I start dating sometime in the future, um, I feel that I will drive my own car to dates. Um, there won't be any late night dates. Um, I will abstain, abstain at least for um a while from having like even a glass of wine because I know like you said it's it's personal so I know what that does for me like because I don't drink often a glass of wine just may be mm-hmm. tipsy you know for me um so I I don't you know refrain from having a glass of wine when I'm out on a date with uh you know opposite sex um I will dress modestly because I don't want to pursue I don't want to tempt him I don't want to make him even think that there's something more than what it is and some people say oh well he should be able to control and he should but what are you saying when you dress like that what are you saying when you got your breasts open um you know out and open in the public or you know you got on a short dress what are you saying what is your motive so for me I would dress modest you know and make it known that to make it known to him like you you know like you said you know with your um fiance like just make it known like hey I've committed my body to Christ and I will not be participating in, you know, sexual activities. Um, And that's a deal breaker for me. So like at that point he can make the decision, okay, to walk away or, you know, to stay. Um, And some of them try to stay and see how long you can hold off with that. Or 
because um, like you know <laughs> clearly I feel the test with my um, ex-husband <laughs> so but you know so sometimes you know they try to stick around so don't think oh because they stick around oh right. they're automatically the one no that doesn't always mean that but if they stick around uh like ebony's fiance uh they've been a <laughs> year and a half now honey listen he he yes yes he's he's the one he's the one i i, I feel it in my sphere he's the one <laughs> and so um but yeah so i think that's just making those um those boundaries clear so therefore and standing on those boundaries don't be waving back and forth um, we're not getting no hotel room. Uh, I, you know, it's just certain things that I won't do. But as you mentioned, Ebony, because honestly, um, I'm not, I'm not sleeping in the bed with you. I'm just not. I, I don't. I just can't do that. But as you mentioned, we sleep in the bed together, but we got our clothes on because to for you guys, us having our clothes right. on means that this is off limits. You know what I'm saying? And you guys can respect that. Me, on the other hand, is the whole bed. <laughs> just makes me think it's time to do what it's time to do something it's not time to sleep (laughs) maybe maybe after we sleep you know but uh right now i don't care if we're going with all our clothes on socks uh turtleneck and pants the belt uh the hat everything right and that's why you have to know yourself (laughs) you know Yes, exactly. Because when you were saying that, I was like, girl, I'll take all that off of him. <laughs> and that's just me being real. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know yourself. It's good to know yourself and um, and know what your boundaries are and know what your triggers and temptations are. Um, and I think that's a good point of what you brought about um, that, you know, in that, in that scenario or that uh, question or whatever but um and then I do I do want to just say this really quick y'all the good news is if you've had sex outside of marriage know that God is more than willing to forgive you um and put you back in right standing with him yes um Yeshua Jesus Christ died for all of our sins including sexual sin um so don't carry the guilt and shame as Ebony and I have mentioned today that we experience because the guilt and shame oftentimes just lead you back into that cycle of you know, sexual sin. If you release that guilt and shame and go to God and repent and ask him to help rid you of the sexual sin um, and and actually follow what he's leading and guiding you to do, because you can't say, okay, I'm going to pray about this. And then you continue to do the same things. You got to change things up. Um, God will, you know, put you back in right standing. He will make it where that temptation becomes a ministry. He will make it where that temptation uh, becomes something that you're able to help other people get out of. Um, it becomes, you know, no longer a stronghold. It becomes something that you are strong in. So um, I just want you to know that it's not the end. If you're in that situation right now of having sex before marriage, or if you've been in that situation and you're experiencing guilt and shame, I want you to, you know, release that um, definitely right now, you know, at, at this moment, release it and go to God. Like I said, repent, um, read about sexual sin in the Bible, um, and just ask God to cleanse you from the inside out. Cause God can do that. Um, he can do all things. Nothing is impossible for him. So, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I've enjoyed today's conversation very much, but I know we have to close out. Um, and I do want to say, Ebony, I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for agreeing to, um, you know, get on the podcast and to discuss this sensitive subject um, and just sharing your intimate life details with us. I, I, 
you know, y'all don't know this, but Ebony is very shy and reserved. And when she opens her mouth, though, she's very powerful. And it just flows so beautifully, as you guys have seen today. Um, but it, this is my second time getting her to step outside of her comfort <laughs> zone. So um, I hope there's no. more in the future. I hope I don't burn my bridge with that. But um, I appreciate it, Ebony, so much. Um, do you have any closing statements that you'd like um, to share well, I with appreciate the listeners you, today Laura. thanks again for having me to speak on this and I'm looking forward to you asking me about other things in the future because I would love to be involved um okay. so closing remarks I mean the biggest thing <laughs> is to know yourself like know who you are know as mm. As far as what our pastor talked about today in the sermon, knowing your purpose and knowing what you should be doing in this season. And it may not mm. be dating. Maybe you need to move back from that or That's maybe good. you've been celibate. Um, so, but just really knowing yourself and knowing mm. your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, that would be the biggest thing. That's really good. That's good. So, so good. Is I do also want you to share, Ebony, your blog and like the information that the, the listeners can go to to like read your blog. So she has amazing blogs, y'all. And um, if you want to share your social media um, information, just know that, you know, <laughs> you just never know who may be trying to follow you. So if you don't want people to follow you, don't share that information. But um, definitely please share your blog information. Okay. And I will also post it in the um, show notes. All but, right. So um, the name of my blog know is how to The Serenity of the Virtue journey um so the website is www.virtuousserenityefb.com and it's one s um so of course she'll post that in there for you guys um my goal this year it's to post a new blog entry every month so check that out <laughs> that's awesome and i can't wait i need to go I need to go over there and check it out myself. I remember when I read your first book, I was like, oh my gosh, I love it. Yes, and they're so intimate and personal. And I think you you write so well, so maybe that's why you're like kind of shy and reserved because like people who write good and like yeah. they're good writers, then they don't speak a lot. But people who speak good, we are not good writers. <laughs> and God got me, God got me writing this book. And I'm like, why do we give this to somebody else? Because I don't know what way. I'm doing. Like, this is not me. <laughs> Let me just speak the book. <laughs> Let me just speak the book into the uh into the, the audio thing and just it, it write the book for me because I just can't be doing this. Like this ain't my life. <laughs> But yes, y'all got to check out her blog. I will be posting all of that in the uh, show notes. Thank you again, Ebony, for being here today. Um, that is it for you all today. Peace out, GGT fam. I'm sorry. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Godly Girl Talk. I pray that something was said that spoke directly to your heart and situation. Please refer to the show notes for all the gems shared throughout the episode today. Also, be sure to check out my website at IamAGodlyGirl.com where you can explore all things Godly Girl. And lastly, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. See you next week. I love you. Be blessed. Mwah.